0: "'Miss, miss, are the crab puffs all gone?' I tightened my grip on the tray, wishing I held my glock instead of a platter of tricked-out wieners. At the rate these folks snarfed hors d'oeuvres and champagne, they'd empty the galley before the midpoint in our afternoon lake cruise. "'I'll check, sir.' While answering the portly merrymaker, I spotted my cousin Ross in his crisp Captain White's, his blue eyes twinkled, and his mustache quivered like a frightened chinchilla. What nerve! I'd tell him where to stuff his chuckle, and my frilly apron, the minute we docked. Ross grinned. He'd shanghaied a junior helmsman for backup, so he could kibitz now and again with the well-heeled guests. "'Having fun, Marley?' he whispered as he slid by me. He tossed off a two-finger salute and headed back to the wheelhouse." While Ross only pilots the Queen on special outings, today qualified. Jake Olson, a tycoon the locals claim as one of their own, had chartered the double decker excursion boat for a post wedding reception. When a waiter called in sick at the last minute, I agreed to fill in, never dreaming Olson's newest wife, number three, would turn out to be Darlene Sherbert, an old college friend. As I trotted down the metal stairs to restock my tray, a blur of red and black snagged my attention. Windmilling arms, splayed legs. A body thudded against the lower deck railing a few feet to my left and ricocheted. My mind flashed on the image of a limp rag doll. A geyser sprayed me with cold rain as the body tumbled into the lake. "'Sweet Jesus!' How long would it take Ross to stop the Queen?' "'Please, God, not another drowning! Could I save him?' I threw down my tray, towed off my deck-shoes, and clambered over the railing. The water rushed by three feet below. I pushed hard with my feet for distance and dove. Knifing into what felt like an ice-bath, I gasped. Big mistake. Water flooded my throat. I fought to the surface and coughed up some of the inhaled water.' Tremors shook my body. Screams from the Queen's passengers blended with the seagull's raucous cries. I scanned the churning lake for a head breaking the surface, for a body, for anything human. Sunlight sparkling on the water blinded me. Was it a man or woman? The Queen's wake flung me upward, and I spotted the victim a few yards away. The floater vanished as I descended into the wave's trough. Head down, I swam toward the spot where a flash of red clothing last appeared. When my hand touched skin, I stopped mid-crawl and raised my head. The queen's wake made it tough to tread water. Had I gotten turned around? No, there he was. The man floated face down and bobbled like a cork. Well-toned arms stretched wide. A red silk shirt clung to his back as revealing as plastic wrap— A swell flung him against me, and I seized a thick mat of white hair. My desperate yank flipped the body. Heaven Almighty, Jake Olson. Empty eyes told me I was too late. The man's eyelids drooped at half-mast as though he could no longer resist sleep. A thin rim of faded china-blue circled dilated pupils, black lifeless holes— Disconcertingly, the eyes had pinballed in opposite directions. It didn't matter. Jake's vision of this world was gone. With an arm tucked across his chest, I cradled his head to keep his lips above water. Life saving 101. Though I hadn't been a lifeguard for 30 plus years, it's something you don't forget. Wasted effort. Jake wouldn't be organizing any more cruises or have a chance to introduce wife number four. My scissor-kicks and feeble one-armed side-stroke kept us afloat. I pivoted to keep an eye on the Queen. A low growl escaped the engines. How long would it take Ross to slow and make the seventy-five-ton vessel heel? A lifeline ring shot across the waves and skipped over the surface, just out of reach. I kicked harder, though I wore only thin slacks, a blouse and that damnable apron— the waterlogged apparel felt like chain mail. A desperate lunge brought the nautical ring within inches. Once my fingers snagged the rope netting, I looped my free arm through the buoy. Now I simply needed to hang on and prop up Jake's head until help arrived.